Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Lighthouse Experiment Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley Chandler and Pastor. Al Jim Pastor. Al pa- no, that's a freaking sandwich, man. Oh, it's a type of, <laughs> that's a pork taco. Tacos, tacos El Pastor. El Padre. A-L. El Padre. No. No. El Padre is because that reminds me of San Francisco or San Diego, and I don't like that team, so... Um. No thanks on the Padres. <laughs> okay, Pastor Jim. <laughs> it's crazy. How's your week been? Well, you know, did a little stuff. Had church on Monday. That was cool. Mm-hmm. What else? Took the two youngest to the doctor today. It was also, I guess, you know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So myself and Avery, Zoe, and Griffin all have... A uh, neurological thing called neurofibromatosis type one, aka for ease of use, NF1. Okay. <clears throat> and it is known as the most common disease you've never heard about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a disease, so, though? Like it, well, it's a, a neurological, I guess they label it disorder. Okay. Finger quotes. Okay. So what comes with is like, they call them cafe au lait spots or birthmarks. Like I have them all on my torso and stuff. So do those, those guys in my thirties, I started to get, uh, fibroma tumors in my torso. And like, there's one on my lower back and one on my, on my head. They're not, they're like always, what is it when it's not cancerous, malignant, yeah. benign, it's benign. So they're always that they just attach themselves um, sometimes they can attach themselves to like nerve bundles and that, like I have one that does that. So every once in a while, I'll like, go, like, <laughs> you know, jump start. you know, it's every once in a while, it's not that often. Um, but yeah, I have little, what looks like birthmarks in my eyes. They're called leash nodules or lash nodules. And it's this weird thing where you can have seizures, learning disabilities, blindness, like paralysis, all these things. None of us have any of that. Thank God. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, if I may, the COVID of neurological disorders because the symptoms are so bad. (laughs) And some people have like extreme ones and some people have none at all. And we just have... So it's a bucket of things you could have with this diagnosis. Right. And so, and because it's that, they have, they have like, there's all kinds of foundations. Like there's the children's tumor foundation and that's more for, cause you can get the same thing that I have inside my abdomen, like outside. So it'd be like more, okay. On your more cosmetic. Yeah. More like, um, aesthetically unpleasing. Maybe some people have like horrible headaches and some people, you know, so it all just depends. Okay. But, so anyhow, we were at the doctor today and we saw a doc we don't normally see. So she was being very thorough 
And she noticed in Griff's chart that he has this and then kind of, she busted my chops for not having the kids at the neurologist in so long. I'm like, yeah, man, but you know, I'm like, they're fine and whatever. She's like, yeah, but you know, she's like, you probably should follow up just because yeah. it's a thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But then it was like all these other like, and go to this specialist eye doctor dude and then do this yeah. other hearing thing and then go to, go to you, man, go down to Ann Arbor and immediately in my head, like, no, thank you. But like go to Ann Arbor for some genetics clinic or some, some, I was like, dude, there's so many <laughs> like, things. Oh, good. We'll, we'll take that under advisement. <laughs> I blame the pandemic. I've been working extra hours mm. as a first responder. <laughs> no, because it was like the five years before that, too. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but it's like this dude is super hard to get into, the neurologist, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a pediatric one and stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, like, even if we did set this up, which we will probably follow up with this guy, because he's an amazing doc. We're looking at, like, August 10th for, like, mm. an appointment. Yeah. I know you can always be on our wait list. I'm like, no, we can't. It's not really how our lives roll. <laughs> I mean, yeah. can't just do that. But. Yeah, for sure. So anyway. No, I hear I you. Mean, we're, we're, I'm finally getting the older two, specifically ASAP, the oldest, into the orthodontist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. Well, we're my, deep in that mess. Oh, yeah. My kids have super tight mouths teeth like they need everything oh they're gonna need spacers and whatnot uh-huh. yeah me and yeah, my older geez, brother on the spacers had, yeah yeah me and my older mm. brother everything was like just super super tight and crowded and i had like teeth sideways and all sorts of nonsense and so um but my oldest mm. i mean Kalina's gonna be 15 this year and she had three baby teeth that they pulled of mm-hmm. Kalina's and then there's like a tooth fragment they still need out and then there's a couple others that like there's all sorts of stuff that just hasn't hasn't come in yet because it's just been so tight and then Kira's just the same so when we went into one of our consultation appointments the one lady was kind of giving me like side eye like why has this been so long and I'm like pandemic <laughs> like yeah man just, it's just we waited so long to see if things would kind of shift on their own. And then um, Kira, we still got to get her knees x-rayed because she's got a little bit of a knock knee situation happening. And she has some pain in her joints and stuff. So we got to get that figured out. So, yeah, all that stuff with a bigger family. So it's not like one kid with a couple appointments. It's like no, dude, it's all, all the kids of- with all the appointments. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. When people like, you know how people be like, <clears throat> If you could do it over, would you go back to high school? And I've always been like, dude, H-E, double hockey sticks, no. <laughs> I was good with, like, nope. There's, like, nothing that I, there's nothing back there for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just, and I like, but, but I guess my point is, but look at all this stuff. So it's not just the fun and the prom and do better in school. It's like wisdom teeth out and braces and all that junk that See, would come with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, I don't know. I had braces, I think, up until like maybe 10th grade or something. So my junior, senior year, I didn't have braces. So that was all right. But I think there's a lot of decisions I would make differently. I think 
I would have a lot more, like, knowing what I know now, I, I don't think I would have dealt with so much nonsense from people. Like, I think I would have had more confidence. Okay. About, you know what I mean? So I wish I could go back she and was tell, interesting, though. Yeah, younger me to be like, dude, you're fine. Buck up. You okay, got this. But, but, but okay, <laughs> because this is not even a plausible premise that we're discussing <laughs> can't happen. So it's completely hypothetical. But would you, though? Because I look at, like, how I came up and, like, everything leading up till now, and if I don't do it exactly the same way, if I don't follow that same line, yeah. then I look, at, I look at the humans that don't exist, and I look at, like, relationships I don't have. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> from that standpoint, that's always, that's, like, the thing. I'm not willing to... to cash this in and then think about it if you really were like this like where you are in your your wherewithal and your knowledge and your and understanding of life Mm -hmm. and then so 36 year old me goes back to 16 year old self body how Mm -hmm. obnoxious with would all of my friends be (laughs) because i'm like 20 years older than him Mm -hmm. you know like depending on how that would work um but no my i mean I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this, but my family blew up when I was in high school. Like, my parents got divorced and stuff like that. So even for that reason, I wouldn't go back just because it was, like, craziness. And then Mm -hmm. my grandpa passed away, and then my other grandpa passed away not too long after I was out of high school. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I probably wouldn't. And then, sorry, Dad, but you were still drinking, too. So there is a lot of stuff, you know. So... Yeah, I mean, no, it's, you're yeah, right. Yeah, man. And I think... There's so much back the, there. Because, like, my dad was starting to get sick. Oh, So, yeah. at, like, 47, and he's starting to have those early kind of dementia, Alzheimer signs. So, like, he was, Gosh. like, starting to be a shell, you know, when I was just getting ready to graduate. And then it just worse and worse and worse. And, like, like when I got... So that'd be 88, 89, 90. I go into basic training in the army and they came, he and my mom came to the graduation. I don't, I'm not convinced he like really knew what, what he was there to see or, yeah. you know, I think he still knew who I was and who my mom was, but, but yeah. And then he passed away when I was 28. So, wow, that's rough. which is like, yeah. Cause I, I don't often think about that. You know, for whatever reason, like I don't avoid it. Right. I just don't think about. But twenty eight's a young dude to no longer have a dad around. Yeah. Yeah. And then my younger brother's five years younger than me, so twenty three, and my older brother's three years older. So we were in that window when you're hitting your stride as an adult, but you know what I mean? So Yeah. That that's hard. So then um, that's super hard. Yeah, I think explains it, a lot. Huh? It does. Well, I mean, and if the goal, <laughs> the goal to go back to high school to do it over is to do it better. I mean, we all want to go back and do make things easier and skip yeah. hardship and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I was think thinking, I would still suck at high school. Yeah. I really like the social part of it. Yeah, me too. But I really, despite how it turned, like it. I mean, I have a good career, but despite how it played out, you know, I really remember early on thinking, like, none of this is going to matter. 
We're like sitting in rows, listening to people spew this stuff out of books. And we're going to walk out of here. And will it really matter? Like, I started realizing that all these kids at the time, this is going to crack you up at the time. Everything was about being a yuppie and everything was about like Michael J. Fox and all that and like wall street and everybody was going to do that and all this stuff. And my mom had a yuppie mug. We had a coffee mug that had yuppies on it. Yeah. 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 So, but like, and that was the thing. It was how we dressed and and it was all the stuff. Yeah. But I can remember, like, this is not what this is going to be. Like, and that's okay. But subsequently, I did quite poorly because I was always not really an attitude where I was disruptive or anything. But in my mind, it was just BS. So I didn't put any effort into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like the minimal, the littlest amount of effort that you could possibly imagine. Because I was just like, this is. Well, it really does, you know, it depends on your perspective because depending on what you take away from it, the most important, you know, well, I liked what you, the interview on the the Rogan podcast about kindness, Dave Chappelle was on it, you were telling me about, Mm -hmm. that really, if you come away from high school really believing that how you interact with people matters the most, Mm -hmm. then maybe whether or not you flunked calculus really doesn't matter or not. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, I could see that. And then to understand that not everybody is going to go to school to be a teacher or go to school to go to Wall Street or whatever that looks like. You know, it could be a really integral job being a masonry or, you know, being a plumber or something like that. So, I mean, there's so many things out there, you know. And and there's so much that happens, too, right? Because, like, I came up and that was kind of the mindset we were coming out of a generation like the one before me, that's what you do. You elementary and then middle school, then high school, then college, then good jobs and career, then family and the stuff and the things. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And so much was poured into that. Then my, I'm Gen X. So we get done and everyone is now people are doing other stuff. That's not that yuppie game. And then what did we bring to the table? Maybe we just won't keep score. (laughs) <laughs> maybe everybody we love everybody and maybe that doesn't matter and yeah. so then you get a generation of entitlement of all these kids like well i'm gonna do anything you just gotta give me the thing yeah that's how it works i don't have to part i just show up and you give me the thing right and yeah. so so we keep doing this thing as humans because like we keep saying people are gonna people and then <laughs> And what do people do? Grown people, the last thing you want, I've actually said, I actually said this before on the podcast and I still feel the same way, but well, I'll be like, Oh, I'm not going to have someone half my age that knows half as much telling me about get educated. Like, you know, even, and I, 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 that's just the thing. I'm just going to hold that, you know, but (laughs) But that's well, the think, attitude what all behind older generations it. do. Yeah, the, the, it's the attitude behind it. And I think that there's a lot of wisdom from the perspective of somebody that's been around for a minute. And mm-hmm. I think that to be able to have a respectful, enlightening conversation right. instead of just telling somebody but, that's but 30 years older than you. I guess my point to that is that we all did that. 
I did yeah. the same oh, thing when I was yeah. young. I was like, hey, this dude can't, you know. You know I remember I getting my mom full out wound up because do you remember when they wanted to take and God we trust off the off the money? Do you remember that? Mm, vaguely. Well, it was. Like, I remember it kind of. Well, my mom and I ended up having like a full out. I got her all wound up because I'm like, who cares? Because if nobody believes in God anyways, what does it matter if it's on the money or not? Like, what's the point? And right. she was so upset. She was so a upset. A buck will still be a buck, man. Whatevs. But my my point was that if we don't actually have Jesus in our heart, you know, but it was just funny because like at 17 years old, I'm like, I knew what I was talking about, you know, like just. Oh, yeah, man. For sure. You know? though. And it's like we all did that same thing. Wow. I can remember and then being in my young. Year, in my yearbook, my uh, my LA teacher, my language arts teacher, she's like uh, something about something about Ashley, something about to the one who almost had all the answers, who had the answer about every time. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I've changed too much in that regard. <laughs> well, it's but it's like I can remember being so young and idealistic and like just give people stuff and. We're like go all these countries and save the world and all this other yeah. stuff. And then, yeah. and that was the thing. And then I go in the army. Oh, it looks a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I get involved in some stuff and some deployments and whatever. And then, you know, and as I've aged, you know, and progressed through life, then I get into this first responder world, you know, that I'm in. Then it just levels up again and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of what we don't do is stay in our lane. <laughs> I think that's a problem, you know, and like not a, it's not the end of humanity, but it's the thing that we do. We, people want to be in people's, and I don't think with malice, but we want to know what everyone's doing. Got to have our eyes on everybody. Got to yeah. be, you know, in this you know, we were talking about people last night <clears throat> having super amazing spiritual gifts, you know, and then you have other people that maybe don't or maybe don't believe in them in that way. So they dip off in this person's lane. Yeah. And they go, I've witnessed this. They go and try to correct this person. Like, like they don't really know what she's doing. And then I said, it's just like someone coming on the rig. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, just, it is exactly the same. And what, what happens is everybody's, we get super caught up in what everybody, instead of how people are doing, we get caught up in what people are doing. Yeah. You know, and kind of to bring it back to I mean, the body of Christ. And then we, if, <laughs> if the hand is spending too much time worrying about, how the foot's doing foot business <laughs> the hand's not doing the hands job. You know what I mean? It's not doing what yeah. the hand's supposed to do. You know, and you know, I, you know, there's so much of this. It's like, are we talking about on the political, like national scale? Are we talking about in our workforce, our homes? You know, like there's so many levels to this. And, you know, I, I mean, you had said something before we got in area about how you, you really don't care about politics. And and I would say I'm probably more that way. 100%. Too. I mean, I, I really, really don't. I mean, I care because it does impact people. So it's not like that I, I really don't care whatever happens. But I'm not 
going to get myself all torn up about it because I'm not called to be a politician and I'm not called to do that field. I'm called for something different and that's okay. So I think that if we know our lane, it's okay to kind of rub shoulders a little bit with those that are, you know, I mean, it's okay to get on that ride along and see, you know, like how we say, you know, come oh, and yeah, see. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but I that's mean, that's what I'm saying. There, There's a right way to do it. I think that there's edifying ways to do it, encouraging ways to do it. So the folks that are concerned or don't understand or see something that doesn't look right, you know, there's what Pastor Bradipin had said, a f- you know, a few months back about being a calling culture instead of a call-out culture. And, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that because I, I do think that, when I was younger in high school, I really was very idealistic and very optimistic that we could go change the world and that the mm. world really would be better in a few years because of all the work that we were doing together. But, you know, there's a lot of people doing backwards energy. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, really dude. horrible things happening in this world. There's a lot of really mm-hmm. evil things happening. And so... um you know, you know, I mean, even what Emily had said a couple of weeks back about you guys wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for chaos. You know, right. that you're literally that that will never not happen this side of heaven, you know. So mm-hmm. I think we all have to kind of grow up to a degree. We we all have this natural process of life where we, we grow up and we kind of see the world for what it is a bit. And then we have to. Um, decide in what way that we're going to engage in it. Like, are we going to just, you know, just be complacent and not care about anybody but ourselves? I mean, there's so many ways to engage the world and how we're called. And so I think the hard part in life is to not grow cold and callous to the hardships of life and let the hardships actually make you more compassionate and called right. you know equipped to do what you're called to do you know and, and that's the hard part you know and that's why we're doing this podcast that's why we're mm-hmm. doing stuff because we want people to feel like they can have an abundant life and do well right. in in a in industries that seem like they would oh man if you're not if you're not looking out they're just going to tear you apart you know mm-hmm. the world world will tear you apart you know so right I don't I don't know. There's so much in all that stuff. You know, there's so much in all that stuff. And I think that what you're saying, well-meaning people being very passionate about what they see and what they think and what they've experienced, um, engaging with other people that don't see it that way or don't want to discuss it in the same way. You know, right. we, you know, so I think in general, I'd be very happy to have a lot of these conversations, but not in the way that people have been having them on social media. I don't, I don't want to have conflict like that with people I care about, you know? You know, I was listening to that same podcast with Chappelle and Rogan and um, Joe Rogan was saying something that really made a lot of sense is if you're not having, like, it's different. And if people were watching us on video, they're seeing us talk to each other and I see you and you see me, but largely that's not what happens, right? People are pushing buttons conversations on social media is just button pushing like literal and metaphorically, (laughs) you know, it's, Oh yeah. Yeah. And what people don't see is they can't see your physical response. Yeah. Like you can't, you can say all this stuff, you know, on whatever platform you can't see the person that's seeing your response cry you can't see how it affects them. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And like, I'll get, I guess, vulnerable here. People couldn't see when they were posting stuff throughout COVID, how that feels. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't see like there was nights where I literally felt like, am I going insane? Am I like, is all of healthcare so stupid that this fake something political deal has just pulled the wool over all of our eyes. I'm like, this just can't be. Yeah. And so I guess my point is like, you just have to be careful. Like there's plenty of room for a good conversation. There's plenty of coffee in the world and places to go. And oh yeah. Like these old heads used to do back in the day, go to the park and play chess and have conversations or go to the donut shop. And grab my Lincoln. grandpa went to the donut shop. He yeah, man. at 6 a.m., man, and he'd go meet all his buddies at the donut shop. It was they're so in cool. there just yelling at each other about absolute things that haven't happened. <laughs> like, I've gone into this donut shop in Grand Blank, and these dudes are yelling at each other full on about stuff that hasn't been a thing in Grand Blank in probably a decade. No way. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they'll get on our case for leaving the rig running. And I'm like, dude. But, you know, that's, that's the thing, and we've gotten so far, and it's not just because of social media it's just easy like i am a well-known texter i'd rather text than talk on the phone yeah i can have a conversation where you hear my voice and the inflection changes and all that stuff i'd rather just you know so kind of the breakdown is that we get less and less we lose our capacity for face-to-face conversation yeah you know, and as the generations progress, you know, we're, we could be on our way to where that doesn't happen anymore. You're just isolated and you, you know, you just text or you just post. I don't think that's going to happen. You really? What do you mean completely isolated? Like we never talk to each other? Like you don't like. I don't know. You, you, I mean, you're talking about something that's super social. Like I, I have days off and I'm like, who can I get together with? <laughs> Like, I need to go see my people, you know? So I think that there's, but I do coming out of all this stuff and just the stuff that we've been through in the last like two, three years. um, Because let's see, Isla will be three this summer. So having new baby kind of isolated me quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And then Nick's health stuff isolated mm-hmm. us quite a bit and then pandemic stuff so we've had about and three years and pandemic happened and yeah. dude yeah so but like carrie and i were talking about last night though let's let's look at this like you guys went through some stuff where like like the rolling ball of not so much isolation but like just handling your business yeah moved yeah. right into isolation yeah but even at the church level i'm like what well, we're gonna do like Last night, there's families with sick kids, so there wasn't a lot of us. But it, like I said on the first night, we'll be there every week. Yeah, We'll have service every week, whether it's just me and Carrie or whatever the case. Every single week, it's church. This is how we're doing church and whatever. But at the flip of the coin, we were using our resource, which is a live stream. And with that kind of technology, you can go to... It's 2021, and you can literally go to and be a part of any church on the planet. And I say that because we have people down south that are members that are like yeah. come to Freedom Center Church, and people yeah. in Europe, 
and all over the globe mm-hmm. because of this technology, which is great. But at the same time, if you're not someone that like longs to be with people and really likes that, like you and I are those kind of, we, we like yeah. that. Well, and I, I like think, that stuff. I, I think that it's just, see, the challenge for us is that, well, the challenge, I will speak for myself. The, ch- the challenge for myself all these years has been to not spread myself so thin. Because, oh, yeah. like, good example, when my brother passed away, there was a couple friends that I had to go and apologize to because I spent months, like, the better part of a year building up a lot of resentment and bitterness towards them because they never reached out to me, but they didn't realize that they had that level of access to my life. So then when everything blew up, they, like, gave me space, and that's the opposite mm-hmm. of what I wanted. And so I've had to give friendship to pursue friendship, to pursue people that I trust to a deeper level. Um, Mm -hmm. And now all these later years later, I have, you know, you know, Nick and I can say that we have that now, but years ago I didn't. And so like for Nick, he might not need, you know, five best friends. He might just need the couple of good, good best friends. Right. But even then, we've both had to grow in what that looks like, like being more vulnerable and transparent and actually letting people in a little bit more. So I I would say that both introverted and extroverted people, and I would say all people in general need people, Mm -hmm. but it just might look a little bit different. Like their circles might look a little different and that's okay. So I don't know. I think that people need to be around. God designed us for relationship. And so I think that something like live stream is... Yeah. I mean, I've been... Oh, my gosh. Um, Bill Johnson out in, in Bethel Church, the way he mm-hmm. teaches and explains scripture. I have had so much learning and breakthrough breakthrough and teaching from his teaching from a pastor I've never seen in real life. It's a tool, though. Like, I've seen this pastor mm-hmm. and I've learned so much from him, but it doesn't replace my relationships with my friends that I do life with. You know, right. which again, going yeah. back to what we're doing, we're doing a podcast, not because we want the end result to be like 50,000 people that listen to this podcast one day. It's that be, we want to draw people into this community so they get to know one another and they're there for each other. Right. Yep. Absolutely. It, you know, so it's just part of the process. It's not the totality of the whole thing. Right. So and that's, that's what's cool too. Speaking of podcasts, there's so many, like I listen to a couple that like there's one I listen to like every time there's a new one, it's called foolishness podcast. And it's this dude used to be a pro skater. You know, he went through some stuff, got saved, became a pastor. And then he has all these people on with like these most remarkable um, testimonies, or then sometimes he'll just get in the word and is speaking, you know, preaching the word in ways I have never heard it. So it's, I mean, it's right and accurate and true, but you know, yeah, it's just, and I think that's good. I think that's healthy. You know, it's not in a way to challenge our pastors. It's just, I like listening to service to messages. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, and it's, and that's it. You know, I like, I like the medium of the podcast because you and I were having this conversation, but you know, at the end of the week, or like next week or throughout the weekend, 
people will be in their rig or doing their thing or doing what they do. And they're obviously they're not here. Right. right. But right. they're like in on this conversation. Right. Which is, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the whole, that's the whole point. That's why we're here is because it's good content, good conversations and people get to be a part of it. Right. And it's just, well, I mean, it's even cool. even going to a physical church, so even us going and sitting in big service or, you know, at, literally at the Freedom Center location, me watching Pastor Jim on stage or watching him on a video screen is kind of the same Damn. because I'm not hanging out with him. I'm not having right. dialogue with him. But as I'm walking out, I'm sitting with people or talking to people or engaging with people. That's the thing that's different. And then that should turn into, hey, we're going to have dinner or, hey, I want to get to know you more. Or, hey, we're actually mm-hmm. hanging out, you know. So it's all right. part of that process, you know. So, Or you know, like the hope for what we're doing in house church is that then these relationships get so deep and so close. You know what I mean? That it's, it's even at a different level than it would be at main campus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I mean – the New Testament talks about that they literally bought and sold and gave things as each one had a need for. And, and I've seen yeah. that I've, I've seen families give vehicles or bring meals or clean houses. You know, I, I, there's um, a scripture that talks about a friend that sticks closer than a brother, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think a couple of years ago we talked I remember saying something like this on the podcast that, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it's that fine line. We don't want to, um, you know, dishonor family and, and you know, our, our parents and siblings and extended family and stuff. Those, those relationships are extremely important, you know. But mm-hmm. to have family that you choose, family that you do life with, and, and that, you know, I have friends that have done stuff for me or my family, and they have they have no reason to other than that we're friends. You know, they have no, um, I'll wait for you. You're coming back. Sorry, you're coming back. I got you. Are you back? <laughs> so sorry. My internet sucks tonight. But I mean, there's, there's friends that have done things for me and, and it wrecks me because I'm like, you, you, you owe me nothing. Like there, there's no right. reason why you would ever have to do that, but you did. And, you know, I think those are the types of things that when people start to get close and serve each other and love one another that, right. you know, then right. Paul in the New Testament talks about that they'll know, they'll believe in Jesus or they'll see him and believe that he's true because it'll be demonstrated through our love for one another. The, the crazy things that we would go out of our way to do because we care that much for one another, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's weird cool. too. And that's. as a slight or we don't have animosity towards anyone but like if you're it's sometimes if you're in grand blank where we are there's like it's not like boundary really but some of that that stuff that you know people bringing in people stuff and you know and just showing up there's there's been seasons of breakdown and there's been times when we're out here going through with having carriages and whatnot. And I was like, you know, maybe some of that was on us for not being that deep in, in relationship with people, you know, but there was, there was nothing. There was people 
this is going back to some women's ministry thing. I was like, you know, like my wife has literally not been there in like four months. Has anyone ever asked why? And everybody were all kind of, uh, 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 when I quickly followed up with, she would not come because it's not her thing. Like she'd be more apt to sit with me on the dude side, you know, cause she just doesn't do all the emotion. Yeah. You know, and there was a season where she would go and say, there's just so much crying, man. I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but you know what I mean? And, yeah. When, and yeah. on that church, on that big level, if you're not, we are not like everybody else. Jim and Carrie Parkin. Maybe we're a little rougher around the edges. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just yeah. people being people, but yeah, you know, that the tattoo people and stuff, they're doing their first responder thing. And she's, she has to work on Sundays. So she's not always here. I don't know. I know it was very different when we were in, in the life group with the Cromers and the Fetters and the Vardens and then all these people. And then not that that's what we're trying to recreate, but it was different. Yeah. Like you, know, you talk about that small, like family, like community, like, like we were saved by grace, duh, right? But that's where that happened. It wasn't like one message that pastor gave in an altar call. You know, it's not like that. So what's cool, like what we should do as we wrap this up is an exercise that Pastor Jim likes to do. And he did it a couple of times last week at, at a, when we were at a district council. The challenge, what we're going to do is, and we're going to say podcasts because this is what our, this is what our wheelhouse is, but our challenge for people this week will be to think of five to 10 podcasts you've listened to that like were life-changing and then think of five people that have come through your life and changed it. Oh, that's cool. Because I know that whenever Pastor Jim says to think of for the five people who had the most influence in your life, that within like six seconds, I've named 10. Like every time. There's not five. There's probably like 50. Yeah. But oh, in yeah. The, the time frame he gives me, I can usually get to 10 or 12. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, that's the big deal. I think that should be your goal, your for our listeners, your challenge for the week is to do that, to think about the people in your life that have been impactful, that are part of your story. That's really good. Then I your will... internet is wonky tonight, isn't it? I know. It's so, it's so bad. I'm going to make it sound so pretty. No one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true. I know oh, it. man. I, you know, and I think uh, there is... Um, I think we went to somebody's dad's funeral years ago. It might have been like eight years ago now. I, I, at the, you know, you talk about people, you know, afterwards, after we went out to the cemetery and, you know, did everything there and stuff. And so afterwards, we were just kind of talking about our grandparents a bit. And I was at that point, my grandmother had not passed away yet. And I was ta- talking about the, the life that she's lived and that I want to be like her, and I was describing her. And my friend was so kind to say, well, that already sounds like you. And that really, really blew me away, because not by any means do I think that I've gotten to the epitome of who I want to be in my life yet, you know? But Mm -hmm. 
I also, I really want to be that person for somebody. And actually, I texted one of my friends today, you know, I'm like, I, I spend so much time in my own head thinking about how I could be a better friend instead of just being a better friend. You know, like, if it means sending a note or dropping by or giving them a call or just saying, sending them a stupid gift or something that you're thinking about them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm challenged by that, too, that not only thinking about the people that have impacted my life, but also that I want to be somebody that sincerely, authentically, yeah. compassionately. Yes impact somebody's life in such a way that I get to be a part of that. Like not that I'm so amazing, but that I, I did something meaningful. To have the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. That is everything right there to be a part of someone's story. Yeah. Like, are you playing for, for like the short game? It's like all the things and trappings of life, you know, are you playing for a long game? I heard it said once before you playing like about a dude who's, He's an old fireman guy, but how he was, they always said he was playing the long game and like playing for the funeral. He was playing to pack the house. You know what I mean? Where he like, and I was like, dude, that's me. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be living a life that what my goal is to, when I die, to pack the place. Where they like that to level up the venue. We're like, dude, <laughs> this, this isn't going to be big enough. You know what I mean? We're either going to have to do this like at the high school outside because this place ain't big enough. This is crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, yeah. <clears throat> but I've been to funerals and like, like when like pastor Jim has described this before, but I've definitely been in people's funerals where like, there's nothing, no anything to say. Like just Jack Daniels. Like, what? <laughs> like, dude, yeah. that's all you got for this guy. Yeah, man. Just that'd be, that's the thing. So, we're going to sh- we're going to close this down with that kind of a combination of what Ashley said and what I said like think about the five people who have really impacted your life and then think about five people whose life you would want to impact hmm. like bump all this garbage just start focusing on what what can you do how what kind of person can you be that you are become part of someone's story that you're one of their five yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? Be always doing things that be part of someone's five. And that's it. With that, hey, you guys should come next Monday. It's so good, you, you should guys. come to it's church. So it's good. so cool. Like, I daydream at work. Like, I hope, like, my boss won't listen to this. <laughs> but I, I use company time daydreaming about the fun activity stuff we're going to do with the kids. Because I'm just... They're just so cool, and they're so excited to get together and be together. And yeah, man, they're just amazing. Yeah, man, Reagan, she's asking me when church house is going to be, and it's not even over yet. I'm like, dude, we're literally doing it right now. <laughs> but when's the next one? <laughs> oh my goodness! Aww, so exciting. I love, her. love her. Yeah, please come. Please come hang out with us and do church with us. Yeah, and man. Bring your kids if you got them. If you don't, bring someone else's kid. No, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. That'll get us in trouble. (laughs) All right, man. Check us out on the socials. This episode will post on Friday. Thank you, Freedom Center Church, for your love and support. And as always, thank you, Alpha193. You're the best. (laughs) And we're out.